0: The Twins beat the Yankees. The Minnesota Twins beat the New York Yankees eight to one. Wow! Let's break it down. Today's episode of Locked On Twins. You are Locked On Twins, your daily Minnesota Twins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to Locked On Minnesota Twins Podcast. Today is Wednesday, June 8th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moments sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use code LOCKEDON at checkout. Again, this is Nash Walker. This is my fourth season writing about the Twins at TwinsDaily.com. This is my third season hosting this podcast, Lockdown Twins, five days a week, your team every day. Twins beat the Yankees last year. When I was at Target Field, they only beat them once last year, and I was there, and it was an amazing game, and it was definitely the best moment at Target Field of 2021. We're not picking from very many. You know, Joe Ryan's debut, maybe another Joe Ryan start. But I think that was the best moment at Target Field when Nelson Cruz walked off for all this. Chapman beat the Yankees. Uh, I think it was the series finale to avoid a sweep. It was really fun because beating the Yankees is really really fun. Considering the opponent, the Twins have played some solid all around games this year, and we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Chris Archer. We'll talk about Jose Miranda. We'll talk about this nine game stretch now that the Twins have played. Five games already in this nine-game stretch. They're three and two. And then the return of Carlos Correa. Byron Buxton has a nice night. Uh, Duran's usage, they don't use him tonight in an 8-1 game. And then we'll preview tomorrow, Cole versus Bundy. The Twins have played a lot of strong games this year. They're eight games above five they They're in first place. They've had some clunkers. They've had some poor stretches. You know, The series in Detroit was definitely the low point of the season, losing four out of five. They've also had games where they play well all around. And tonight, considering the opponent, it wasn't a perfect game. The f- defense was not great. You know, Nick Gordon at short, Miranda at first, a couple of errors. You know, Hilberto Celestino made a blunder, almost made a great catch, but then made a blunder, throwing into home instead of second. It wasn't a perfect game. But considering their opponent, this was their best performance of the season. And it is, June, when I say June 8th, June circle this date, an 8-1 to win over the Yankees. This is their best game of the season. Nestor Cortez has been unbelievable for the Yankees. Unreal for them. Comes out tonight, looks like he's going to mow. I texted my dad, he's watching the game. I said, Dad, the Twins aren't going to score on Nestor Cortez tonight. He went three perfect innings to start. I said, they're going to have to get to the bullpen. They're going to have to run this pitch count up and they come out in the fourth the second time through the order and they just mowed. They got it going, Buxton singled, Correa has a bloop single. They found a way tough, tough at bats against a left-handed pitcher who's been the best pitcher in the American League in 2022. It was so fun to watch. It, it really was. In that fourth inning, then Ryan Jeffers and Barn Buxton both homer. They knocked Nestor out before he can get through 5 special at bats in the fourth and fifth inning. And that was the offense The twins are capable of when they battle, when they get pitches in the zone, a little bit of luck on some blue pits. And then the big home run balls, two of them from Buxton and Jeffers, Nestor Cortez came into this game with impeccable numbers and hadn't really had a start like this tonight. And the twins posted it on him. And it was really, really fun to watch offensively. On the pitching side, Chris Archer with his best start of the season so far. You look at this Yankees lineup top to bottom, it's very difficult to handle. You get to the bottom, it, it, it gets lighter, but it's not easy. You know, Aaron Hicks can still play a little bit. He made a great throw to throw at Urshela at the plate. Um, Chris Archer was, was great for five innings for the Twins. Uh, this was his best start of the season. I don't think there's any question. When you watch Arch, you can tell he's pitched for a long time in the big leagues. He knows what to do. He knows he knows it's the yankees he doesn't he's not overwhelmed by the stage or it's not a big i mean it's a june game but it's against the yankees and he knows the history i'm sure and this lineup more than anything is very very good and it didn't intimidate him sometimes he looks so tough he'll have at bats where he'll go you know a hard fastball for strike one in at 93 to lock up a right-handed hitter Slider just painted away, and then a slider just outside down in a way that gets a swing and a miss. And it's a beautiful sequence. And then he'll have an at-bat where he throws four balls, like almost to the backstop, and it's not a competitive at-bat. He kind of fluctuates throughout a start tonight, bunch of walks, four walks, but he worked his way around it because he still has the stuff to get out. He still has swing and miss stuff. The fastball, the slider still works. Today, as it did five years ago when Chris Archer was a perennial Cy Young candidate for Tampa Bay, it still works. It's not perfect. It's not always pretty to watch, but it works. And he finds his way out of some jams, and he's been good at certain points this year. But this was his best, his best start of the season for the Twins. Gave them five great innings. And if you listen to last night's show, I almost had it to a T. But I didn't expect the Twins to... Blow out the Yankees tonight. I said, Archer for a good five. That's exactly what happened. One earned run. Five innings. I said, Jack's six, I believe. Or Jack's six, seven is one of the, the scenarios I drew out. Joe Smith. And then you wander on. And it ended up going, Archer had a great five. Jack's went the next two. Then they had Emilio Pagan. And then it was Caleb Dubar because it was a blowout. Worked wonderfully. Hard not to be excited when you beat the Yankees, right? Really exciting. Let's talk about Byron Bucks and Jose Miranda. Some awesome nights from them. Also, the decision to uh, not use under on in a blowout. And now what it means for the series finale on Thursday. Let's talk about that. After this word from Blue Nile. You got to make your moment sparkle. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. If you're looking for fine jewelry, but you're having trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7. Available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Make your moment sparkle. With jewelry from BlueNile.com, Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement, Use code LOCKED ON. That's code LOCKED ON. Plus, every order is insured. It ships free and it arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress free and find your forever peace. Go to Bluenile.com today. We have an important favor to ask you. We put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Lockdown podcast even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Lockdown Podcast. Go to LockdownPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes the survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. To take our audience survey, go to LockdownPodcast.com slash survey. Thanks for your help. Byron Buxton, you see when he's right. When he hits a homer, when he's on base three times, this lineup is a lot tougher on an opposing pitcher, isn't it? Jose Miranda as well. And Miranda's been awesome now for a couple of weeks. It's a great development for the Twins, especially against left-handed pitching. You have Nestor Cortez on the mound, so Miranda gets the start. I think Kirilov or Ryze are going to play first base against right-handed pitchers moving forward when Kirilov comes back up. Awesome to see from Miranda can play first and third and just is hitting lefties and is is hitting everybody defensively. Leaves a little bit to be desired there defensively, but offensively has really turned it on. And he's the guy now. This version of Jose Miranda is the guy we saw last year in the upper minors. Crushed. Was awesome. It wasn't a facade. It wasn't a one year wonder. Jose Miranda can hit, and he's showing us that right now. Is this the game for Byron Buxton? Is this it? Is this going to help him? I think more encouraging than, any of this, you know, Homer to center is extremely encouraging off Nestor Cortez. But drawing that walk late in the game, spitting on some tough pitches, Buxton looks much more comfortable in the box tonight than he has recently. He was brutal in game one of this series, came out tonight in the leadoff spot, got it going for them, and played very well. Was awesome for the Twins tonight, Byron Buxton. Uh, that's that's the performance we were used to, right, when he plays. That's that's the kind of performance we're used to. He had a great, great night at the plate. His homer was crucial. Ryan Jeffers. Every time Jeffers homers, it feels like the Twins win that game. He's at four. I bet you the Twins are 4-0 and in those games. I would have to check, but I, it just feels that way because you're getting that contribution from the bottom of the lineup, and it's so important. Can't stress it enough how important it is that Carlos Correa's return to this lineup. The twin ceiling is built, yes, in the young starters, in the young pitching, and that's the story of this year. And I said that from the beginning. It's still the story of this season. How do the young pitchers perform? The ceiling for this offense is Byron Buxton and Carlos Correa. How many times can you get them on the field playing well together at the same time? I think Rochelle is going to hit. We've seen that. Miranda's going to hit. Kepler's going to hit. Polanco's going to hit. I think the ceiling in this team is their two best players in Correa and Buxton and their ability to stay on the field and also be consistent in Buxton's case, but also Correa too, because at the beginning of the season, he was not hitting very well at all. So Correa's return adds a whole nother dimension. I don't have to tell you because we know how good Carlos Correa is. We know how special he is defensively, the impact he can make on the ball. Offensively, he is a star, as is Byron Buxton. And so when you have those two together in the same lineup, you want to maximize those opportunities as much as possible. And I bet when we look at the end of the year, and sometimes these record splits can be misleading, when we look at the end of the year, Buxton and Correa, how many games they started together in the same lineup, The Twins will have a winning record in those games. I'm going to go on the record and say that right now. The Twins will have a winning record in games where Byron Buxton and Carlos Correa start in the same lineup together. So Correa's return is huge, not just for that reason, but because Royce Lewis is out too. And Jermaine Palacios did a really nice job. I'd give him an A grade for what he did for the Twins. Can't expect that moving forward. I mean, defensively you can, but the bat. I mean, you're going from Palacios in the nine hole to Carlos Correa, Batting second, huge shift. And Correa is a platinum glove defender who makes all the plays, who looks terrific doing it, is a star on both sides, and you're adding them back into this lineup. It's huge for the Twins. It really is very important right now. And Correa didn't do much tonight, but they don't really rely on him either, which is nice. They don't rely on Carlos Correa. He's almost like a bonus when he's added into this lineup, and he does raise that ceiling quite a bit. I talked last night about the importance of this game, especially and why they should go for this game as hard as they can, and I thought they did. So we'll talk about that, and then we'll talk about the series finale, and we'll preview Garrett Cole against Dylan Bundy after this word from Athletic Greens. What is Athletic Greens? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery focus, and aging. All the things Athletic Greens is lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy free, or gluten free, or none of the above. It contains less than one gram of sugar with no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while still tasting good. Plus, right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash MLB Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's basketball championship matchup. The Celtics take Game 3. You can go play on Game 4, the NHL Hockey Conference Finals. What a time. There's nothing like playoff hockey. Major League Baseball, and of course, all the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing. BetOnline.net is your continued source for all your sporting and wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Plus, so easy to use on your phone if you're more traditional and you like the bigger screen on the computer. BetOnline.net is great over there as well. Head over to BetOnline.net. They're your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. I went on the record and said, and I stand by it, that uh, the Twins punted the series opener down 5-4 by going to Tyler Duffy in the seventh inning last night or at least risked losing that game or not giving their offense a chance to win that game more than they would have if... Baldelli or, and Wes Johnson went to Duran or went to Bagan or even went to Theobar or anybody but Duffy in the back of that bullpen. And tonight, I thought it would be a close game if the Twins were going to win. I thought either the Yankees were going to blow him out or the Twins were going to win a tight game and ended up the Twins blew him out. This is baseball. That's what I always say. Uh, loved going to Griffin Jacks there. He looked exceptional. I thought he might against this right-handed heavy lineup. He looked great and they looked Flabbergasted. I mean, Josh Donaldson, especially probably sitting there like after he watched Jack's last year start and thinking, "Who's this dude? Like, who is this?" on got up, did not pitch. I think that's an under the radar important detail because the Twins have been so cautious with Yonderon to not use him on back to back days very much, especially if he goes multiple innings. There's no chance he's pitching the next day, so he is dry humped, meaning he got up in the bullpen and didn't end up pitching which makes them, you would think, available in the series finale. I said last night, the series finale to me was an instant loss, that I would chalk it up as a loss. There's a reason they play the games, and we'll see what happens. But I felt that the series finale was going to be difficult for the Twins with Garrett Cole against Dylan Bundy, and it makes it even more difficult that Griffin Jacks pitched and went multiple innings tonight, because now you can't use him if Bundy goes short. This game isn't lost. It's not lost on June 8th. They play on June 9th. It's not lost yet. I just think that this is one of those matchups you look and you think to yourself, we might just have to chalk that one up. Which makes tonight even more important that the Twins were able to win and punch the Yankees in the mouth. Just make it hurt a little bit more. I said last night in a 10-4 loss that... It's the same as a 2-1 loss. And it is. It counts the same. And for the Twins, it's the same as if they would have won 3-2 to tonight. Maybe not because they didn't use Yuan Duran, and that could be significant in the finale if the Twins are able to hang around. But it feels good to punch the Yankees, doesn't it? It just feels good. The Twins have been destroyed by the Yankees for so many years. And anytime you get a chance to beat them, much less beat them 8-1, to it feels good, and it's fun to watch. And I think for the Twins... To win one of these three. I talked about that. The way the rotation lined up. How many guys are hurt? Joe Ryan's going to make a rehab start. Josh Winder's rehabbing. Jorge Alcala, some elbow stiffness. Doesn't sound great, but hopefully he's back soon. With all the injuries in the rotation with Sonny Gray as well. If the Twins were able to take one of these three and then win the series over Tampa. Have a 3-3 and week. I would consider that a win. This nine-game stretch I was afraid of. Especially coming off Detroit. And the Twins are three and two to start. They won two out of three in Toronto. They've split the first two with the Yankees. And at minimum against Toronto and the Yankees, they're going to be three and three. So if you can win that Rays series, you'll be five and four in the toughest stretch of your season so far. <laughs> this nine-game stretch. I would have told you you're crazy if you told me the Twins would get out of there with a winning record considering the matchups. Listen to who the Twins have faced and will face on this nine-game stretch. Ready? Jose Barria. Well, you say Kikuchi. Jose Barrios, Kevin Gaussman, Jamison Tyone, Nestor Cortez, Garrett Cole, Drew Rasmussen, who's got a 302 ERA this year for Tampa. He's pitching very well. It's tough. Shane Boz, who's one of the best young starters in the game, is coming back off the injured list, and he's going to pitch Saturday for Tampa Bay, and then Sunday's to be determined. But that's a gauntlet. If the Twins can go 5-4 and four in those nine games, wow, I'd be impressed. I'd be impressed considering where they're at injury-wise. That's a good win for the Twins. That's a good win, their best performance of the season. I want to thank you for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every single day. Now, please, please make your second listen. The Lockdown MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Lockdown MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for listening. Leave a comment. Subscribe, like. Thanks again. Go Twins!